You're listening to HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Nate Klaus, as we are talking some summer football topics here. And last week we went through Nebraska's first six games of the season, kind of gave you a rundown of what we thought. South Alabama, Colorado, Northern Illinois, Illinois, Ohio State, and Northwestern. Now we're going to look at the back end of the schedule, which includes two bye weeks. Um, I think it's two years in a row, Robin, where Nebraska will have two bye weeks based on the calendar. It's weird. Somebody once explained it to me on years when there are um, 13 Saturdays between Labor Day and Thanksgiving, there's one bye week. But then there's two years where there's or two out of every seven where there's 14 Saturdays. Weird. So, because, you know, there's the, yeah. the, how the. the no, no, the, I get it. The, and they, they don't ever want to start college football. And I think there's a, a strong push to just go to a 14-week season and on the years before that, just start it a week earlier. Yeah, um, and I'm with that. Like, the, the idea of only getting one bye week over the grind of a season, I mean, that's that's a lot to ask these college players. So I think having two bye weeks, I think that's that should be the, 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 the standard. The standard going forward, yeah. Well, Nebraska only had one bye last year, but that was eaten up by the Bethune-Cookman game, right? Yeah. Correct. Because they had no buys. No buys. So this year, and get. my other argument for having two buys, like we're going to see the next two years, is it gives you flexibility for the hurricanes and for the weather and for the exactly. things that we s- dealt yeah, with, the unforeseen things that are becoming more and more common every year. Like I guarantee you, there's going to be a game or two that get affected and probably postponed or rescheduled because of weather at some point this year. Yeah. I guarantee it. But anyway, so the back half of the schedule has two buys um, over over that period. After Nebraska plays Northwestern, they'll come. They'll play Minnesota the next week at Minnesota. That's a huge game out of the gates um, for the second half of the schedule. The Gophers have maybe one of the more favorable schedules of anybody. Uh, they've got some sneaky hard games though. They play South Dakota State, who's a top five FCS team. They play at Fresno State, who is really good. Um, they've had a good run at least there. Um, the last few years. Um, so they've got a couple things in front of them, but Minnesota at, out of the gates. I mean, I know they're circling that game as they could be potentially one loss or undefeated. Well, and Minnesota is kind of one of those teams that's just flying under the radar. I mean, I think a lot of people roll their eyes when they think of them just because they're worn out by the PJ flex shtick, but they, Purple pants. <laughs> yeah, but they, they still, I mean, they have a lot to work with, especially offensively. Uh, you know, I mean, last week we talked about, uh, their backfield uh, and just the fact that they have four capable running backs of being thousand yard rushers if, if they're all healthy. And then uh, one of the best wide receivers, not only in the Big Ten, but in all college football and Tyler Johnson. So, I mean, they, they've got weapons. And, you know, we, with P.J. Fleck kind of slowly starting to build that thing the way he wants. I mean, the, whatever you think of the guy, the guy's won. And so, I mean, you, you have to think that Minnesota is going to be a lot better than people are giving them credit for. And then going to Minneapolis – uh, Nebraska hasn't fared all that well the last couple times they've been up there. So, I mean, that's that's not a game that Nebraska fans should be looking overlooking no. whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, they were one of the youngest teams in the conference yeah. last year. And they returned everybody. If not the youngest. Yeah, they returned everybody. Um, I, I, I'm with you. I mean, I'm, I'm not a P.J. Fleck fan. But at the same time, the guy has produced some results. And you're starting to see a little bit of a turnaround there in Minneapolis. So, um, I mean, it's definitely not going to be a cakewalk. I mean, that's going to be that's going to be a game that they're going to be up for. Obviously, having Nebraska come in, especially if Nebraska just gets done beating, you know, Ohio State and Northwestern back to back. I mean, shoot, that 
that would be the game of of Minnesota's schedule, probably having an undefeated Nebraska coming in there. That tackle from IMG Nate on Minnesota is like four hundred pounds. Yeah, he's, the biggest player in college football. He's, he's a monster, six nine, four hundred and some pounds. Yeah, I mean, I, I know Nebraska's staff. They the guys were like, holy cow! Like, I mean, like they pulled his red shirt last year. They played as a true freshman, and I mean, he's going to be an NFL level guy on that line. And they got four good backs, but all right, then they got to buy after Minnesota, which will be a physical game, um, and come after a very physical stretch of seven straight games. Then you play Indiana. Then you play at Purdue. Um, you know, Indiana. Nebraska has not played them a lot where you know you don't have a lot of familiarity. Have they even been to it's Lincoln? It's the first time they will be to Lincoln since like the 70s. Okay, I, I was going to say Nebraska's been there once. Yeah. That is like of all the years Nebraska's been in the league. You know, they're, they've been in the league eight years in Indiana, and they've only played them one time. Mm-hmm. Same with Maryland, right? Well, yeah, and Mar- but Maryland was a late joiner. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying of the, ori- oh, yeah, the yeah, original yeah, 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 Big yeah. Ten team. So that that's just one. It feels like a non-conference game. I know. Me. It's strange. So, yeah, I mean, it's unique. Uh, I mean, they played them fairly recently. Was it 15, 16 when they went out there? And Nate Geary had a monster game. Yeah. So, it, I mean, I mean, I think that's a game Nebraska should win, certainly, because it is at Memorial Stadium. And Indiana, you know, they're they're better, but they're going under a lot of transition as well, not only with their coaching staff, but, you know, they got a lot of pieces to fill, uh, especially on defense. So that should be a game Nebraska wins. Yeah, yeah, that should be a game that Nebraska wins, but – um, you know, I, and Tom Allen's done a, a decent job there since since taking over. So, uh, and he's a likable guy. Yeah, we, we had we, breakfast with him. He yeah. came up and just started <laughs> talking to Nate and I at yeah. breakfast. Um, yeah. at one of the satellite camps yeah, this year. Super he's a great super guy, likable guy, and has a nice staff. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. But that should be a road game that you know, if it's Nebraska, a home game, um, or yeah, home game that Nebraska should be uh, should Especially be able to take care of. Yeah, I mean, that should not be an issue now they go to purdue that's an interesting one I think. the next week and and i think a lot of that is when will that game be played um i feel like when you get that game at 11 a.m noon out there um it's a it just i don't know it just there's no atmosphere but you know if that's a night game and they're they're ask, ask ohio state they're good <laughs> the breakfast club is yeah. gonna have all breakfast club is like their pregame drinking deal out yeah. there where they'll um, dress up in costumes and go to the bars like at 5 a.m. and all the bars. Didn't Reynoldson early. go? But yeah. he, he didn't. Did he drink? I don't know. I think he had to work, so I hope he didn't drink. He had <laughs> he had a girlfriend out there. He was hanging out with too. So uh, anyway, we, we won't talk about Matt much longer here. But um, yeah, that was a fun trip. Uh, but that game, yeah, Jeff Brom. You know, that's a that's a tough one. I mean, that that's going to be a one of those point spread that's like three four points either way. Yeah, take the over on that one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the over <laughs> is definitely the way to go on that one. Then another buy, November 9th, you get a buy. So plan your weddings, get your family pictures taken that weekend, get your garage cleaned, rake your leaves, Nate. I know you'll have that on your list. of. Uh, actually, we might send you out to a road game that weekend somewhere for high school. But then November 16th, Wisconsin in Lincoln. I mean, that, that that's a... I mean, it's a, it's a later Wisconsin game in Lincoln. It might be one of the latest that we've seen with the Badgers coming to Lincoln. Yeah. Now, yeah, the, yeah. now, Nebraska's gone out there late. We've seen snow in Madison. Yeah. And usually uh, that's like the, the Big Ten opener, one of those first early. You it's know, usually the first or second game. Other than that early one October time games. when Dan Hoppin didn't bring a jacket and a stocking cap, <laughs> and it was, it was like literally like <laughs> 10 degrees out in Madison. It was freezing that trip. So that's a game that obviously is going to have major implications with the Big Ten West, but that could, especially if somehow that's a night game um, or even a, an afternoon game, 
that's going to be a special environment because this one means a lot to Nebraska fans. Wisconsin has put it to Nebraska um, <laughs> basically since they joined the conference. And they're about as and, vulnerable as it gets and, right now. And they've rubbed it in Nebraska's face too. And so I think that there's going to be uh, a lot of incentive for that to be a game that Nebraska finally gets its revenge. And then obviously, I mean, with all the uh, implications that it could have on the season, um, that is, you, you would mark that as maybe one of the top three most important games in the season, in my opinion. Well, and Barry Alvarez, like, he kind of sandbagged Nebraska, like sticking them with I-Course, which led to Riley. I mean, <laughs> there's, there's more to that deal, I Nate, than, oh, yeah. than just this the, the on-field stuff to me. Yeah, and I don't think there's any love lost between Paul Christ and Scott Frost either. Which is weird. Yeah, I don't I don't quite get that or understand Paul Christ it. is a weird dude. Yeah, he is a strange dude. Like, I saw him in the lobby in Chicago last year, and he just, like, he just looked like – was it in the game last time when he like they? It looked like he was dropping an f bomb. Yeah, like, Sam asked yeah. him about that on the conference call, and he just kind of said, "Oh, I was talking to my headset to the coaches." Yeah, yeah I don't <laughs> think so. I'm sure. Just like when they played Miami, yeah, f the turnover, f the turnover yeah. chain. Yeah, yeah. No, so yeah, he had some words for Nebraska too during yep, that game. So very much. Yeah, clearly that's a game. You know, Wisconsin wants to not only beat Nebraska, they want to embarrass Nebraska, and so I think this is going to be. Big time revenge uh, opportunity opportunity for Nebraska. Now then, Maryland on the road, November twenty third. Um, you know that that won't be a night game. We know that. No. Um, that's because Nebraska on a short week, they don't have to play a night game. So it's either going to be a noon or three thirty game um, local time. A ton of Nebraska fans will be at that game. That's the first time Nebraska's played at Maryland since joining the Big Ten. Maryland's going to be like a one-two win team at that point. They'll have no fans of the game. That might be a game, guys. I'll call my shot now. Where there'll be as many Nebraska fans in that stadium as Maryland fans. Yeah, and which is crazy because it's like literally the furthest venue away in the conference. But yeah, I think that that's it's an easy flight, relatively easy. You can go to Baltimore, DC. Uh, you get this, there's direct flights from that, right? Yeah, you can go Omaha to Reagan on both Delta. And also um, Southwest. So, yeah. And so it's a hop, skip, and jump away. Two and a half hour flight on those. And then it's a half hour ride. I've looked it up um, via Uber to our hotel in College Park from Reagan. So, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's an easy easy trip. Yeah, a lot of people go to Baltimore, too, though. Tickets will be cheap. I mean, I, I think that's going to be like, yeah, that's going to be a game just because of the uniqueness, the fact that Nebraska's never been out there. Uh, but also, you know, it, it's easy to get to, and you can do some other stuff and make a weekend out of it. Then Iowa, the Iowa then game. Iowa. Last game of the year, Nate, one thirty. BTN's going to have that game at one thirty. BTN wanted that game. They moved things around, and that was one of their premier picks to get that game and put it at 130 and potentially have like their own kind of college game day in Lincoln if this game has any implication for the West. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be – it's kind of a unique time, and and I think they're kind of yeah, – the feeling I get is that BTN's kind of putting their all their eggs in one basket expecting there to be something on the line for this game. Um, and it's the last time Nebraska plays Iowa – for the for a couple years, right? Yeah, the, the, the I course break. Yeah, yeah for, the, for the Black Friday, the two yeah. year hiatus. Yeah, so so yeah, I mean, I think that if things are going well, obviously for both teams, there's going to be a lot on the line for that game, and and you're going to have your own unique window there, and um, and there's nothing more than Nebraska fans would like at this point in time yeah. than to take get a take, take all that Wisconsin. Yeah. Anger and frustration, and amplify it by about ten for yeah. Iowa. Yeah, you could yeah take Colorado and Wisconsin, and and w- I mean whatever else, and amplify it into there. I I think this is going to be that's going to be a monster game, and uh, yeah, I think a, a huge opportunity for Nebraska to go ahead and finally take care of some business and 
and quit the, you know, kind of get those Hawkeyes, keep them from chirping more. So we've gone through the schedule. What's your regular season record prediction? I'm nine and three today. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I, like I said earlier, I think eight and four is kind of the the basement basement of what they should do. But I think nine and three is certainly reasonable, and I'll give them a little leeway for some slip up games. But uh, I think that would be a very successful year two under Scott Frost. Yeah, I'm at nine and three too. I think that's I think it's doable. Um, you know, and if you catch a breaker here or there, then who knows? Ten, ten wins is ten. not out of the question. Nine and three could still win the West too. Yeah, yeah. very much. Yeah, very good. All right, well, guys, we broke down the schedule. We're going to talk more about Big Ten defensive players next. Uh, we did a ranking, the Big Ten defense. Robin and I and Nate will give our thoughts on just where Nebraska's at in the league amongst the top defensive players. That's next here. You're listening to the Husker Line Show.